We've been learning Mikutim Aran, Nachman, in the middle of Taira Aleph. Nachman typically begins with a practical Eitzah, which is always nice. Um, and then, after the practical Eitzah, goes into the background of it and explaining where it came from. Um, so we talked about the practical Eitzah last time, that uh, if a person's experiencing difficulties in his davening, that perhaps it's advisable to learn after davening, to uh, you know, wed uh, the tefillah together with Talmud Torah. We discussed what that might represent. Huh? I think it's afterwards. I made a mistake last time. It's after. To learn after davening or before davening, same idea, but to bridge together the Torah and the tefillah, to unite them and what that accomplishes. But then he goes on to explain where that came from you know, and kind of, kind of the mechanics of it. So um, normally when a person receives a kind of siyata deshmai or his tefillahs are accepted for a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Torah describes it as motzachein be'inei Hashem person found favor in the eyes of the Rebbe Nishlam. Like we have in Parashas Vayera, Avram Avinu says to Kaddish Baruch If I have found favor in your eyes. Or the Pasuk at the end of Parashas Bereshis, before Parashas Neach, He found favor in the eyes of Kaddish Baruch And his tefillahs were, you know, were pleasing, or as he as a person was, was pleasing to the Rebbe Nishlam. This idea, though, of finding favor or you know, being pleasing or, or, or charming um, to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, like we might call someone today who's bachint, someone who's, uh, who's charming, is a very mysterious and elusive um, concept. What does it mean to have chen? A person you know, has this kind of charm, this kind of you know, ability to find favor in the eyes of the Yibar Shalom. And we know um, that it's hard to define from our own experience. I'd say a person, uh, we ourselves oftentimes don't understand why it is that we find, you know, favor in certain people and we find certain arguments, you know, or things compelling or persuasive. It's just certain things resonate with us and certain things uh, do not. And it's sometimes hard to pin down why that is so. Certain things are matzachin be'inenu, they find favor in our eyes. Um, and certain things don't. And it's hard to know why certain things find, you know, have that grace and have that, that charm um, and others don't. Rav Shem Shofal Hirsch in his parish on Chumash at the end of Parshish Bereshit explains that Chain really is the amalgamation, the comprehensive integration of all of the Midas that a person needs um, in order to succeed. It represents kind of, you know, the, 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 the conclusion, the, everything coming together. And in fact, that's why it continues, is because Noach was Matzah Chain, Be'enei Hashem, he kind of had this sublime quality of uniting everything together, um, that he was able to become an ish tzaddik tamim hayavadayraisa. Because his midas were balanced and integrated, he was able to become that perfect tzaddik before HaKadosh Baruch because he had that chen. However, at the same time, uh, the Archaim HaKadosh, at the end of Parashas Barashas, right, that there are certain true you know, mitzvahs that Chazal tell us, even though it's kind of uh, unification of everything, there are certain mitzvahs that have a unique capability to bring about chen, that there are ingredients in producing chen. So the Archaim HaKadosh identifies three or four. So one of them, of course, is Torah. The Gemara says in Masech this Erevin and Daphne Dalad, commenting on the Pesach and Sefer Mishle, Ayeles Ahavim Ve'yalas Chein, that the Torah is like a lovely uh, deer, Ve'yalas uh, Chein, and something that bestows, Ayeles Chein is a graceful goat, but it could also mean Ya'ala, like it is Male, uh, you know, Chein. 
Um, so the Gemara comments, the Yalas Chayin really means a graceful go, but what he's coming to teach us is that the Torah, which is obviously being described here by the metaphor, is Malachin. It bestows grace on all those who learn it. So Torah is one of the things that bestows Chayin. Another thing that creates Chayin is, um, the Pasuk says in Sefer Mishlei, is Anivos, is having humility. Anovim yiten Chayin. person has humility that also generates Chayin. And the final seems to be ingredient in producing chen, this kind of elusive, you know, achievement, is um, for a person to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu with simplicity. Chen yitin Hashem lehochem betamin. A person who follows a Kaddish Baruch Hu perfectly, a person who follows a Kaddish Baruch Hu completely, is granted chen. And it could be that what chen really then is, is the combination of all three, is a person who has the humility to serve, uh, first to appreciate the sophistication of Torah, and the, you know, the divine word, but at the same time, to be able to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu in the simplicity of life. You need to have that humility to be able to uh, synthesize and simultaneously appreciate the profundity of Torah and the word of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, um, but at the same time to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu in the simplicity and the, the you know, betmimos, to understand that Kaddish Baruch Hu is in the everyday mundane aspects of his life. And perhaps that's why Rabbi Nachman recommended to that uh, person who approached him, who was struggling in his tefillahs, he kind of felt like he wasn't connecting with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, to learn after davening. Why? What what does learning after davening achieve and accomplish? So we talked about last time, that what it's able to do is it's able to turn my tefillah into Torah. How does it turn my tefillah into Torah? Because what Torah is, is the Kaddish Baruch Hu speaking to us. So in marrying a wedding, my tefillah to Torah, what I'm doing is recognizing Kaddish Baruch Hu is speaking to me through the, um, through the crises, through the, you know, the, the, the difficulties that I'm experiencing in my own life, Kaddish Baruch Hu is actually speaking to me. You know, I'm not here because of some random consequence. I'm in this situation. I'm calling out to Kaddish Baruch Hu because Hashem put me here because, deliberately because I have some mission that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants me to accomplish. So just like the Torah is a Kaddish Baruch Hu speaking to humanity um, and telling us, you know, Kind of guiding us, so too, a Kaddish Baruch who put me in this situation when I dive into Hashem because of that turmoil that's going on in my life, I'm also reflecting um, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu kind of wants for me in the simplicity you know, of my own life. So from the profundity of Torah, with Anivas, we can understand that Kaddish Baruch Hu is speaking to me you know, in the profundity of my life, through the turmoil of my own life. And once I recognize that, so then my tefillah becomes Torah uh, also in the sense that just like Torah is what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants from us, my tefillah has now been reframed, not what I need, what I want, but now if a Kaddish Baruch Hu put me here because I have a mission to accomplish, um, and that's why I'm experiencing this difficulty, you know, in the circumstances that are around me, well then what I need is not for me, what I need is in order to help a Kaddish Baruch Hu and further the mission that he wants me um, to accomplish. So now I'm not dominating for myself, I have com- my ego has melted away, and I've completely blended into what the plan of the Rebbein Shalom is. My Ratzon has now become, you know, to fulfill the Ratzon of the Rebbein Shalom, because Baruch Hu put me here, help me be able to be successful in this mission, you know, you know that, uh, that you have given me. So I'm not dominating for myself, I'm dominating for the Rebbein Shalom, which enables my tefillahs to somehow be accepted. But Rabbi Nachman explains that that is all about being matzachin in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and enabling your tefillah to be accepted. What you have to do is figure out this secret, or this mystery of how to be matzachin in the eyes of the Yibbanesham. How, you know, how, how do I find favor in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And the way you do that is by you know, first starting with Torah and recognizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks to us through Torah and you know, expresses you know, what his ratzain is. But then have the anivas to recognize that my life is not about me, 
my life is really about serving the Rebbeinu Shalom. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu put me here for that mission that I have to accomplish and the things that I need are not for me, but are unable to help me further that service. And therefore, critical ingredients are also anivos, I have to have humility to you know, relinquish my own agenda and ego, and uh, the tmimos, to be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the, you know, the emunah pshuta of recognizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu in, uh, in, the, you know, in the intricacies and, you know, and the mundane nature of my own life. Rabbi Nachman brilliantly reads that into the word chen itself. Chen, of course, is made up of two letters, ches and nun. So Rabbi Nachman says that the ches represents chachma, wisdom, which, of course, is the wisdom of HaKadosh Baruch Hu of Taira. Nun, it's a little bit more complicated, but it's the aside that Rabbi Nachman develops and others quoted from him. It might be actually being earlier sources. That it's based on the Pasuk and Sefer Tehillim. The Pasuk says, Yehi Hashem, Yehi Shmoy Li'olam, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name should last forever. Lefnei Hashemesh, Yinoin Shemoy. As long as the sun shines, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name should endure. Lefnei Hashemesh, Yinoin Shemoy. Rashi, there are comments on the word Yinoin Shemoy, Loshon Malchus. As long as the sun shines, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kingdom the rain should continue. So Yinoin, which is the letters Nun, Yinoin is spelled Yud, Nun, Vav, Nun, which is also the letters of Nun. Yinoin, Shemoiz, Miloshoin, Malchus. Malchus is the bottom you know, rung of all of the spheres, which uh, itself has no identity. As the Zayi HaKadosh says, that it's less le migarme klum, it has no identity of its own. All it is there is to reflect the other spheres, reflect the other midos of Chesek, Vur, Tiferes, Nets, Achoy, Yisoy, Malchus. All of them are there. Malchus is the culmination, the bowl at the bottom that collects everything else. So Malchus represents a person who themselves doesn't come with any agenda at all except to reflect the Chachma of the Rebbeinu Shalalem. So Chain is the combination of these two qualities which the glue of it is humility. Uh, the Chachma, the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Nun, which is the Malchus of recognizing that I'm relinquishing myself and my own agenda completely in order to, you know, because I have the Anivos to recognize that I am here not for myself, but I'm here in order to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So then Rabbi Nachman continues. That's why Chain. Chain is the combination of simultaneously appreciating the, the, you know, the complexity, the, uh, you know, the, the, the sophistication, um, the divine nature of Torah, at the same time kind of relinquishing myself um, and recognizing that I'm kind of the moon that's there to reflect the light um, of the Rebbeinu I don't have another mission. And if a person blends himself into, you know, into Kaddish Baruch Hu in that way, that enables his tefillos to be that much more merutza before Kaddish Baruch Hu and to be able to be matzachin in the eyes of Kaddish Baruch Hu. Then he continues, and he says that if you blend the two letters together, chesenun, so nun is obviously just right, a, a vertical bar with a uh, foot at the bottom. So if you blend ches and nun together, you end up with the letter tough. How so? Because the left-hand side of the ches becomes, you know, is also a vertical bar. And if you blend the two together, now it develops a little foot at the bottom. That's the letter tough. So you get the letter tough. What does the letter tough represent? So he quotes from the Pesach in Sefer Yecheska, where the Pesach says, V'hisavisa tough. Then um, Navi Yecheska tells us that before the Chorban, the Malach Gavriel was commanded to imprint on the foreheads, on the mesach of every tzaddik, a mark. So they should be saved during the time of the Chorban. So that's called a tuv, a mark. So tuv is a mark. What does a mark do, or an engraving? It takes letters, which are one thing, and the parchment or the background, which is something else, and it merges the two together. So tuf represents the marriage, represents integration of the Chachma of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Malchus, the Amun Pshuta, of me davening to the Rebbeinu Shalalem and understanding that they're really one and the same. My davening is also a reflection of the Ratzon Hashem, and I'm not davening for myself. I'm davening to fulfill the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's represented by the letter Tav. So then he says, that's the meaning of the Pesach and Sefer Kohelis. Divrei Chachamim 
Benachas nishmoim. That the words of Chachamim are heard, resonate when they're benachas. What does benachas mean? When they're calm. When does a person calm? When there's harmony. When a person feels like he's being pulled in different directions, I have what I want, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has what he wants, there's no nachas. When is there nachas? When are things benachas? When there's harmony, when there's calm. When I recognize what I want is exactly what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. And that's where it's represented by the letter Ches, the letter Nun, united together in the letter Tav, is that harmony of me blending, you know, relinquishing my own ego, having the anivas to do that, but understanding that I am here to reflect, to be the malchus, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah, to reflect the light of the Rebbe Nisham. And when a person does that, he's able to daven with a, you know, a unique kind of nachas, a calm, a collected harmony, which is then able to find, you know, be, be pleasing and be heard before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why I think his Eitzah makes a lot of sense, both in a practical way as well as in a, as well as in a thematic way. A person is at the end of his davening, I find myself, uh, a lot of times already at the end of davening, focusing on the things that I have to do that day, already running out. So your agenda has already started to part ways with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person who learns after davening, so that requires, that means you're not running anywhere. What that means is you're much more benachas, physically, right? You're literally staying, you're not going anywhere. So then you're not running out. And that, therefore, makes your davening more calm because I'm not running anywhere. And it reinforces the point in a very practical way that, you know, I'm here, because Baruch is here because our agendas, you know, are one and the same. But also thematically, just like the Torah that Kaddish Baruch Hu is speaking to us, so too that's supposed to impact upon our tefillah too, that uh, we have to recognize that the circumstance of our life of Kaddish Baruch Hu is speaking to us, the things that we need are not for ourselves, the things that we need are unable to help us, uh, you know, serve our Kaddish Baruch Hu better, and in that way, to unite our, our agenda with the Kaddish Baruch Hu's agenda, and Amir Tashem, if we do so, we should be zaychah to have all of our tefillahs accepted. Okay.